0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to Let's Talk Mom to Mom. I am your host, Nisha Hopkins. Let's Talk Mom to Mom is a candid conversation for fearless moms in business to discuss, learn, and share their struggles and successes of being a mompreneur. Each episode, I'll have the opportunity to chat with other moms about their real-life struggles and the things they've conquered, and some may still be working through within life and in business. This platform is to help, assist, and guide you through your journey of entrepreneurship and motherhood. Before we get started, I wanted to just apologize that I did not release an episode last week. I am so sorry. But to make things up, I have an amazing special guest that'll be joining us this week. We actually have joining us today, Miss Angel Richards. Angel is a mother of four, a life coach, educator, and entrepreneur. She is the CEO of Helping Others Transform a lifestyle empowerment company dedicated to helping women declutter their lives, create breakthrough, and becoming unstoppable. She is also the leader of the clutter-free movement that has women worldwide focusing on having unlimited clarity, undeniable confidence, and unshakable courage so they can move past their hurts, habits, and hangups in life and love. Angel is also the founder of the Clutter Free Society, which provides classes, coaching, and a community of like-minded women who are committed to working on themselves and winning every single day. She is a sought-after life coach that has helped thousands of women transform their lives from clutter to clarity. She is also the author of the transformative self-help book, Clutter to Clarity, a simple guide to declutter your life, reaching your goals, and living your dreams. Okay, so let's welcome this week's guest to the show. We have Angel. Hi, Angel. Hey, how are you? I am well. How are you?
1: Awesome.
0: I am so excited for you uh, that you are joining us today. So I know I just gave a brief introduction but let us know about your journey to becoming a mompreneur. Tell us a little bit more about yourself.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So my journey to a mompreneur, hmm, wouldn't have thought it would ever be. To be honest, um, wasn't born an entrepreneur. You know, born into entrepreneurship. Didn't come from a family of entrepreneurs. Matter of fact, I'm the only entrepreneur in my family. Um, but my journey to getting here really stemmed from. You know, being a teen mom, I had my first kid at 15 and my second kid at 19. And so I was still in school. And, you know, being a single mom raising kids, money was always an issue. And so initially I was going to be a nurse. You know, my dad wanted me to be a doctor. I figured I'll meet him halfway. I'll be a nurse. And so I was in school and taking these nursing classes. And even the first couple of years of college, I was taking nursing classes. But I really had a passion for teaching. But I was told that teaching, you know, wasn't going to afford me a certain lifestyle and that I'll always struggle. So it took me a while to really own the fact that I knew that's what I wanted to do. And so I switched majors and became a teacher. But even as a teacher, they were right, I was struggling. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I started thinking about, well, what can I do to, you know, supplement my income, because I really love teaching. And so I used my low-hanging fruit, which is education. I figured if I'm a teacher, I could be a tutor. So I started a tutoring company. Um, well, actually, I started tutoring a couple kids on the side, and I'm like, you know what, let me make this a business. And I started a tutoring company, hired some tutors and teachers, and, um, you know, it just kind of grew from there. But then I got pregnant again, and I had uh, my twin girls. So now here I am, single mom of four, trying to balance a career and a tutoring company and so I let it go to be honest I just quit I said you know maybe I'm just not meant to be an entrepreneur this is too much I can't do it and I let it go but a couple years later again needing that extra income I got into network marketing and I loved network marketing for the simple fact that it was so awesome all the personal development stuff that we got Mm -hmm. access to that I had never been familiar with I didn't grow up you know, around a lot of people that were educated or positive. And so personal development, you know, was something new to me. And it, I really gravitated towards it. And so some of those coaches that were in the network marketing company were life coaches. And I kind of just felt like, you know what, I want to do what they do. And I felt like it was education in a way, it would just be switching gears from children to adults. And so that's kind of how I found myself into life coaching and in the beginning, I really didn't know what the heck I was doing. I just knew that I loved helping people and I really wanted to help women like myself at the time that was really stuck and struggling. Um, I was still in my mess, but I knew better. You know how you know better and yes. you can tell other people, but you're not necessarily taking your own advice. That was me in the beginning. <laughs> and so I feel like I kind of fell into being a mompreneur. It wasn't, you know, a path that I even saw for myself. But once I got in there and got a taste of it, I couldn't even imagine really doing anything else.
0: Wow. that That is amazing. I actually did not know that. Um, that's, that's very similar to how I started with the whole coaching thing. I knew for a fact I wanted to help and educate and inspire and motivate. I just had no clue <laughs> to uh-huh. how to get there and i I felt like I was a hot mess myself, so I can definitely relate to that that's that's very 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 true and 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 I can really really relate now i've been following you for a while, and i'm very, very inspired by your by your journey. And earlier this year, I actually featured you in our 31 Moms You Should Know, which is a series that I created for the month of May for Mother's Day, for just moms who are out here just doing phenomenal jobs, inspiring other moms. And during that series, you actually stated that you had a moment that you were dealing with kind of like childhood trauma, regret, and anger. How did that really affect you as a mom? And did that also affect your children when you were going through those changes and transitions?
1: Yeah. So my mess was serious. You know, I had dealt with a lot of things, um, being molested and raped as a young girl and growing up with a lot of anger and resentment towards the people who I felt should have protected me, but didn't. And then I went on to be promiscuous and ripping and running the streets and doing things like that, that of course created a lot more heartache and pain and disappointment. And so I had a lot of anger issues. And so here I am, this single mom You know, with all my own issues, being a mom actually felt like being like it was a burden. It really felt like a burden. I really didn't like being a mom. If I could just be honest, I think moms Mm -hmm. never want to say that those that have felt that way, but I really didn't. I felt like, you know, my life would be better if I wasn't a mom. And, And then especially being a single mom and doing it all by myself, that was very frustrating. That made me angry. It was on no one else but me but I was still mad at the world because this was my life. And I felt like it was the cards that I was dealt when really it was the choices that I made. And so I was young, I was immature, I was angry. I was just, you know, mad at the world. And so that showed up in my house with my kids. Mm -hmm. I was overbearing, I was mean. I had no patience, zero tolerance, no compassion. You know, I had unrealistic expectations of my kids. I took a lot out on them. And I took everything personal. So when they would do little things or make mistakes, it was like, you know, I just felt like they were trying to sabotage me or ruin my life. And thank God for deliverance. You know, when I got on my journey and I started to really get my life together, I realized that my kids were a blessing and that, you know, I, I wouldn't change anything at this point. I, I would do it all over again the exact same way. They've been so amazing for me and my life. And um, I know that the older two, because I was a teen mom and younger, they didn't get this version of me that the younger two are getting right now, the twins, because now I'm, you know, more kind and compassionate and understanding, more flexible. You know, I understand that they're people, they're not robots and that they're not just here for me as my children, but they're here for God and his purpose. And so I just parent differently. I I live differently. And so they are experiencing a whole different, uh, version of me than my older two and my son would sometimes, you know, he's 23. He would say, "Man, you didn't do that with us, or you weren't like that with us," you know. And I'm like, "You're right," you know. But I was basically growing up with them, where now I know better, and so I'm doing better. So it definitely affected my kids.
0: Wow, that that is truly inspiring. The older two, I'll
1: just be honest with you. The older two. They probably have a little bit of recovering from their childhood <laughs> to do. Where the younger two, they don't have to recover from their childhood. That won't be their story.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely understand. And myself, I'm actually an only child. So when I had my daughter, I was only 23. And it was new for me. And I didn't know what <laughs> what I was doing. <laughs> like, I didn't, I didn't know life like that. And I didn't want it. And it took me a really, really long time to truly embrace it and to understand that, you know, this is my journey for a reason. At the time, I really didn't understand. But, you know, now that I'm getting older, it's like, okay, I needed to go through these things. So I definitely understand. And I do think that's something that we kind of shy away from. Because as moms, we kind of feel like it's expected for us to not have those moments where we don't want to be moms. (laughs) Right, right.
1: Mm. But you know, it's so important to you know, really embrace all feelings, life is 50-50, 50% 50 good, 50% bad, that's life, and our emotions are the same way, half the time we're going to feel amazing, the other half not so much, and I think it's important that we embrace that, and just be honest as moms, to say, you know, I ain't feeling this right now, because the more we try to hide it, or suppress it, I'm not saying, you know, go out and publicize it, but just the more we try to hide and suppress it, the more it eats at us instead of Mm -hmm. taking that time to just really acknowledge how we truly feel and then dealing with those emotions.
0: Yes, I agree 100%. Now through all of the things, you know, they're really, really that you were going through at the time, what inspired you to start your clutter free journey?
1: Well, you know, like I said, I went through a lot of things, you know, as a young girl, as a teenager, as a young woman, Um, But what really started the clutter-free journey particularly was I was just coming out of an abusive relationship and I pretty much had hit rock bottom. I was depressed. I was angry. I was bitter. I was suicidal. And I really just didn't want to continue. And how we were just talking about, you know, moms that don't want to be moms. At that moment, I felt like I really had failed my children. And it was really eating at me. It was weighing on me. I felt like a failure. And so I realized in that moment of just being in the bathroom, crying and having a nervous breakdown and, you know, really contemplating how I was going to take myself out. I realized that, you know, and I I shouldn't even say I realized for me, it was like a moment where God just spoke to me and said, it's not over. Mm -hmm. Now, the ironic part is I didn't really have a relationship with God at that point. I didn't grow up in the church. Um, my mom is of a different religion, so I didn't grow up, you know, praying and doing certain things that everybody else had been doing. And so for that, for me to really feel that and to hear that in that moment, I knew it was God. It was no question, but I didn't know what that meant. Cause in my mind, I'm like, no, it is, I'm done. <laughs> it's over. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just slowly started to pick myself up and and I looked in the mirror and I was just crying, I was looking crazy, mascara everywhere. And I just was looking at myself and I'm like, I love you, I'm sorry, you're gonna be okay. Like I literally, back then I didn't know about affirmations and speaking life over you, you know, it was just all divine and I washed myself up, got myself together and I made a decision that night that I was going to let go of everything and anything that made me feel the way that I felt that day. And that meant I had to end that relationship. I had gotten out of it, but you know, I was still in the back and forth phase. I had to end that relationship. I had to cut out some friendships that really weren't friendships. It was more about competition and a lot of jealousy and envy. I had to make some decisions about my family and who I was gonna surround myself with, how I was gonna allow people to continue to treat me because I was tolerating a whole lot at that time. And it was, you know, contributing even more to what was already a bad situation. I didn't feel supported. I didn't have the love. And so I just decided that little by little, one day at a time, one prayer at a time, one decision at a time, I was going to declutter my life. I was getting rid of everything that was holding me down, holding me back, keeping me stuck. And it, it literally has been a 10-year journey because I'm still on the journey. I don't believe mm-hmm. that I'll ever arrive. 10 years later, I'm still making those types of decisions. Just yesterday, I made a decision to just release something, you know, that had kept me in, you know, mentally and emotionally stuck for a couple months now. And I just finally, just yesterday said, you know what, Just, just release it, let it go. And so it's a journey and it's the work that I do every day with women, but it's also the work that I do for myself.
0: I love it. I love it. I love it. And that takes a lot. That really, really takes a yeah. lot to truly let go and choose you first. Because, you know, we're we're naturally nurturers as moms, and and it's so easy for us to put everybody before ourselves. And when it's time to put some put yourself, you have nothing really to give. And right. just making that choice, you know, to let go that's a that's really really huge. And I really really love that you said that, you know it's still a work in progress, you know, because a lot of times we have these expectations that's unrealistic and we put so much pressure on ourselves. when, look, yeah. I am not afraid to say that I am still a hot mess and I am sharing my message through my mess. And sometimes we just feel like we got to be perfect. And it's, and that's really not the case.
1: It's not. And it's, if that is perfection is what anyone listening is seeking you will never find it. Like, let's just go ahead and (laughs) be the bearer of bad news. It doesn't exist. And it is something that weighs us down and wears us out. And I think that society and social media and, you know, we get these glimpses of what we perceive as perfection. And then we're striving for those things. But a lot of those things aren't real either. So I I just think that it's important that moms just really, you know, be as authentic as possible, as transparent as possible in their life, in their journey. I, I think that a lot of times who we are in the public is not who we are in private. And mm-hmm. that imbalance is exhausting. I used to be that way. I thought I had to, you know, I was an educator, I was a teacher, you know, I was a mom. I had this whole persona. Then I became this life coach and I had this whole persona. And then I decided, you know, I don't want to be two different people. I just want to be me. And I'm going to be me unapologetically in front and behind closed doors. And that in itself is a tough decision for us to make as women in general, but especially as moms, because we feel like we're held to this higher standard. And um, I'm not saying mm-hmm. be out here while and out, but just simply be who you are and continue to work on yourself.
0: Yes. Yes. Now, what tips can you provide to our aspiring moms Uh, mompreneurs and just moms in general who want to seek peace happiness and self-love but they're having a little bit of struggle doing so
1: you know what honestly it really is about looking at your life as a whole and looking at what is out of alignment if you want peace you want happiness you want self-love you want success you want freedom you have to look at what is out of alignment is it your thinking is it your belief system is it your expectations is it the relationships the decisions the habits the behaviors you have to look at all of those things and ask yourself what's out of alignment i'm saying i want peace but i'm over here on this scene that's chaotic i'm in this relationship that's toxic i'm dealing with these people that aren't genuine you know but i want peace and so The connections are out of alignment. The environments are out of alignment. Or if I say I want happiness, however, I'm people pleasing and doing things that don't make me happy, things I don't want to do. I don't know how to say no. So I'm going to places I don't really want to be at. Then that's out of alignment. Or if you're saying, you know, I want self-love. I want to love myself. Do you love yourself more than the idea of being loved? Do you love yourself more than you love others? You know, one of my sayings that came from that moment in my life where I had that breakdown was, I love you, but I love me more. And so when I find myself out of alignment, especially me, I love love. I love love. I fall hard. I fall fast. And I make no forms about it. That's me. And I used to hate that about myself. And then I realized, no, that's the way God created you. And that's a beautiful thing. Everybody just doesn't deserve it. And that's where you have to be more mindful but if you want self-love, you got to ask, you know, what's out of alignment? Am I putting too much time and energy and and prioritizing others than myself? And so when you ask yourself what what is out of alignment and you can start to name those things, then you can start to release them, remove them, let it go. You can have conversations. Sometimes it's necessary to have conversations with people. Sometimes it's about setting boundaries. You know, sometimes it's about just completely removing yourself from environments and and connections and circles that are keeping you out of alignment with the peace, the happiness, and the self-love that you want. And like we talked about, it's a journey. So understanding that, you know, every day may not feel uber peaceful, right? I may have a day where I'm crying or I'm sad or I'm hurt or I'm mad, and I have to remember life is 50-50. I'm going to allow myself to have those negative emotions, to feel hurt, anger, disappointment, whatever it is, but I'm not gonna stay there. So once you figure out what's out of alignment and you start doing the work to get yourself lined up with what you want, you also have to be willing to get in your feelings and get out. Because if you don't and you stay in that space, you allow yourself to just default back to the old ways of being, the old ways of thinking, the old ways of doing things. And those old ways pull you out of alignment with what it is that you say you want, which is that peace, that happiness, and that self-love. I believe every woman wants those three things, but we have such a hard time making decisions and staying in alignment with them. And so it's a day-to-day work that we have to do to stay in alignment with what we say we want.
0: Wow, I agree, I agree. That is some powerful information that you just provided. Like, I literally have chills listening. (laughs) <laughs> I do. Now you encourage and empower and support women daily, like on constantly. However, I want to know like what does that look like for you? Like, where does your support come from outside of your children? You know, and has it always been that way? Like, have you ever felt that you didn't receive enough support throughout your journey? Or what where does that support come from for you?
1: That's a amazing question. So No, I didn't always have support. What support looks like for me now, I have an amazing partner. My man is awesome. He's so supportive. He, you know, just honors me, adores me, loves on me, and supports me in life and business. Um, My friends are literally my team. They are not just my girlfriends. They are literally my team and they step up to the plate whenever I need them for anything. They're there for me. They literally sometimes believe in me more than I believe in myself. So some of the manifestation that you see in my business, like Clutter Free Weekend and things like that, those are things that my friends was like, you should do this. I'm like, girl, no. They're like, no, trust me, you should do it. It'll be awesome. And with their support, here I am getting ready to, you know, have the fourth annual clutter-free weekend that's something as an introvert a live event no ma'am I would have never but because they're so supportive and believe in me I'm doing things that I normally wouldn't do my parents are very supportive they're proud of their daughter but to be honest it wasn't always that way I used to have friends who were very jealous and envious and were would try to plant seeds of doubt and insecurity and I, I bit into it I bought into it and I would always feel like I wasn't worthy um, my parents they thought in the beginning you know I've been doing this for 10 years but they thought it was just a phase and mm-hmm. almost five years ago when I quit my job they were like you know still asking like you going back to school next year when are the kids going back Are you going back and I'm like y'all don't get it <laughs> this is what I do and so, you know, I didn't feel always that support because they didn't really believe in this and, and what I was doing. And again, I didn't come from a family of entrepreneurs. You know, our mindset at the, that point was just go to work, you know, get a check. And so they didn't understand this. And um, of course, I have an amazing partner now, but I've been through so many toxic, abusive, dead in, you know, time wasting relationships up until this point. And so, no, I didn't have support. I had people who were telling me what I couldn't do, who I couldn't be. I even had a boyfriend who told me one time when in the very beginning, he said to me, he said, you know, you should just wait. You should just wait till you lose weight, wait till you have more money, wait till you have a better car, and then people will listen to you. And I had to tell myself, you know what? There's people who weigh more than me, who earn less than me, and who are at the bus stop who would love to find out how to get to this size, how to make this money and how to get in there. You know, I had a a soccer mom van at the time, (laughs) you know, how to get a van. So I had to really just big myself up for a very long time until as I was decluttering and letting go and creating space, I had to create space for the right friendships, space for the right relationship. And so now I'm so supported and my clients are, forget it they're amazing my community is just amazing and they're very supportive of everything that I do as well so I I can honestly say I'm loved and supported but it was not always that way
0: wow and and I've seen pictures of clutter free weekend and it looks simply amazing amazing and um I'm excited that's that's really really good because a lot of times when we don't receive that support we kind of get discouraged. We get discouraged Mm -hmm. and and we let that be our end. So I'm really, really happy that you said that. Like, you know, it hasn't always been like that. So hopefully that really, really inspires somebody who may have been dealt those same cards and and can't really see the the light at the end of the tunnel. Like, keep going. Keep going.
1: Stay open. You got to stay open to it. You know, like I said, I love love no matter how many times I've been hurt. I will never stop loving and believing in love because i believe that god is love and we're here for that and i'm here for it so i'm not going to ever close myself off from that but even in friendship there was a time where i wasn't open to the new friend thing but very best friend that i spent so much time with outside of my friend that tamika who's been my best friend since we were eight um one of my best friends who we've been really close for like the last six years i met her at a women's empowerment conference. Mm-hmm. And when we met, we both were like in a space where we was like, no, no friends. I don't know who you are. I don't trust you. But, you know, we'll do the kiki key key thing while we're here. And we've been rocking out ever since. And so I, I definitely want to say be open to it. Because when we start isolating ourselves and closing ourselves out or, you know, putting up these walls, it's nobody's job to come knock down our walls and to bust through the barriers and the blocks that we put up. We have to let those things come down, let those things go so that we can stay open and have space to receive all that support that we say that we want.
0: I agree. Like, listen, (laughs) when it (laughs) comes to these empowerment events, a lot of times people go and they feel like they didn't really get anything. I feel like if you make one genuine connection in their room, you have done your job, like literally, I don't care about traveling by myself anymore. I actually went to a conference by myself and I left with people, you know, who I still keep in contact with every single day. Right. And they are amazing. And it's people that I would not have met who encourage me and pray for me and uplift me that I would not have met if I would have been waiting around for somebody to go with me or if I would have been too discouraged to go. Like, it's all about the the power of relationships the power of your network that is real
1: <laughs> and it
0: is. even with social media like i've never met you however i feel connected to you just because of you know social media how much i can relate to the things that you do and how much i can relate to some of the things that you say and listen don't don't say that no new friends on social media now cuz a lot of people <laughs> be saying that now and it's like some mm-hmm. of my very, very good associates, business friends, people who I've traveled with, people who I learned from, people who, you know, I can truly connect with are within that circle on social media because a lot of times they're looking for the same thing that you're looking for. So right. you know, that's to kind of gravitate and to learn and to share those moments with them. Now I know yeah, I that's part you. of the
1: problem mm-hmm. is a lot of times we want to force relationships. We mm-hmm. want who we want period. And especially as women, we want who we want and we're going to make it happen. That's our mindset. And Mm -hmm. unfortunately, you know, that's not the path that we should take because that's forcing people in our lives or forcing people to stay connected to us that maybe don't want to, or maybe their season is up, but we want who we want. And so we overlook the opportunities and we overlook the people who are there to support us believe in us and are looking for the very same thing because we're too busy chasing and focusing on and forcing Mm -hmm. relationships on the other side and so I just again staying open to the people who want to be in your life versus you know chasing people who have shown you time and time again that they're just not there for it and it's okay you know it's okay for someone not to support your business. And I know that sounds crazy, but it is okay. Mm -hmm. No one's obligated to support us because we became entrepreneurs, but there are so many other people that will and want to, and those are the ones we ignore. So I just Mm -hmm. encourage everybody to really keep their eyes open to the people who are showing up and are supporting you and who do believe in you versus being mad at the people who don't.
0: I agree. I agree. It's so easy to talk about the people who don't and not really acknowledge the people who do. And those are the relationships that we should really, really nurture.
1: Yeah, I definitely
0: agree to that. I did ask you what inspired you to start your clutter-free journey, but just share with us a little bit more like what does it really mean to be clutter-free? Because a lot of people may not really understand that.
1: Right. That's so true. Um, It's funny you say that because when I first started, you know, there was a life coach that I hired. And she said to me, she said, you know, I think you should just change the name. I don't think people are going to get it. I don't think they're going to understand it. And, you know, you should just think of something else. And for a long time, I was like, yeah, she's right. they are not going to get it. And it just sat in my spirit. No, this is it. And it's turned into something so awesome at this point. So I'm glad that I didn't take that advice. But being clutter-free, it can be easily misunderstood because people tend to think it's about, you know, decluttering your home, keeping your house clean, your closet clean, and, you know, not being a hoarder. And although that is a part of living a clutter-free life, that's environmental clutter. But what I deal with specifically is mental and emotional clutter because mental and emotional clutter is what creates the financial clutter, the relationship clutter, the career clutter, the business clutter, the house clutter the physical clutter. So I look at the mental and emotional clutter that we deal with and that's just all the chaos, the confusion, the lies, the limiting beliefs, the limiting decisions. All of that is clutter and it 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 keeps us in a really clouded place mentally and on an emotional roller coaster. So when I talk to people about being clutter free, I always let them know it's not about being without problems. It's not without challenges. What it means is that when those things show up, we use the tools that we learn in clutter-free society to deal with them, to heal from them, to create our own breakthroughs. You know, being clutter-free is really about making your peace, your happiness, and your success non-negotiable. Meaning anything and everything that's out of alignment with that, that tries to get in the way of it or sabotage it, you nip it in the bud. You have to deal with it. We, as women and as moms, sometimes we're so busy and overwhelmed with life that we let certain things linger. And, you know, I'm really big on dealing with things immediately so that they don't turn into bigger, you know, and worse issues. And so being clutter free is really about refusing to settle, refusing to suffer in silence because we're here to support each other and refusing to stay stuck. You know, I think that especially as mompreneurs, We have so many hats that we wear and so many responsibilities. It's easy to feel stuck. It's easy to feel like we can't get ahead. We can't reach that next level and, you know, accomplish that goal or create that dream that we really want. And we just, you know, kind of throw in the towel or sit it to the side and we stay stuck. And so being clutter free is saying, you know what, wait a minute. I see I'm becoming complacent. I see that I'm making excuses. I see that I'm procrastinating. I see that I'm becoming negative. Let me deal with me. Let me go with them and deal with what I'm dealing with. I also teach women how to self-coach, you know, because it's amazing to be able to hire a life coach. But at 2 a.m. in the morning on a Thursday, (laughs) what do you do when you can't sleep and your brain won't shut off? You know, so Mm -hmm. that's what being clutter-free is about, being able to, you know, understand that you are the solution and that sometimes we spend so much time seeking outside of ourselves you know, the solutions when all the while we are the solution and we have it and we know what to do, but it's about just realizing that anything that's again, out of alignment has to go. Otherwise your life will always remain cluttered. If not every area, certain areas. And I believe that when one area is cluttered, it's only a matter of time before it spills over into the others.
0: I agree. And you just said something that really, really stuck out to me in regards to teaching women how to self-coach themselves, because what I've realized is like, especially when you are in the beginning stages of business, when you are a new mom, even, you know, season moms, like something that happens really, really often is you begin to really, really overthink. And Mm -hmm. you begin to overthink, you begin to kind of doubt yourself, which can potentially lead lead to procrastination. So are there any tips that you can kind of provide when it comes to things like that?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. So (laughs) we are the queens of overanalyzing, especially Mm -hmm. those of us that are we consider ourselves smart and savvy we overanalyze because we think we have all the answers and we, we need it to be just so and, and have every step outlined. And you're right, it leads to procrastination and other things. But you have to learn how to coach yourself. And coaching yourself starts with self-awareness. If I can't be honest with myself and say, you're overanalyzing, you're overthinking this, you're making this more than what it is, you're you know, uh, taking this out of hand, you're making this out of control, if I can't be honest with myself about it, then I'm not going to be able to help myself. And really, no one else will be able to help me. Um, I think a lot of times we go on coaching sessions and we're not you know self-aware. so when they point things out or make us aware of certain things, we get offended, right? Or we get defensive and we try to say, "Well, no, that's not what that is, you know or you don't quite understand. But it's really just us not taking ownership of where we are. And so when we can identify the things that we're doing, then we can deal with why we're doing it. You start peeling back the layers. Okay, why am I overanalyzing? Am I avoiding something? Am I afraid of something? Am I being a perfectionist? And even with perfectionists, when you peel back the layers from that, it leads back to a lot of times fear, insecurities, doubts, and things like that. So just peeling back the layers. What I like to do with my clients sometimes is that when they have an emotion, Or they have a behavior I ask them okay so why are you doing that or why do you feel that way and then when they come up with that answer it's okay so why do you feel that way so like I just said if I say well I'm overthinking and then like why am I overthinking well actually I'm being a perfectionist because I just wanted to be right okay but why are we being a perfectionist? well because if I put it out there in a certain way and you know I don't want people to say it's not good okay well why do you why are you concerned with what people say well, you know, and then we just keep coaching and we keep digging, and that's something that we can do on our own with our journals. A pen in a journal, mm-hmm. you can coach yourself to the root of any issue.
0: I agree. You have given us some great, great information. Some great information, and these tips are bomb. <laughs> so, thanks. I want to ask you. I want to kind of get in, in your personal business in regards to books are there any books that you can kind of recommend to us as moms who are trying to just find their way or moms who are trying to just find their way in within their business or any book recommendations that you have for us? Uh, Yeah. So definitely clutter to clarity, my book,
1: clutter to clarity, of course, um, because it walks you through step-by-step how to declutter every area of your life. And it really gets into, You know, there it's a book, but it's lots of journaling. There's lots of self-coaching questions that get you to really dig deep and figure out, you know, why you are, how you are, where you are, and what you're willing to do to move past that. So Clutter the Clarity is one. Um, The 40 Day Soul Fast by Cindy Trim. I absolutely love it. Um, she is more on the spiritual side, but she's a life coach. So there's a lot of life coaching in that book. It's a 40-day journey. It's amazing. Lots of good questions to ask yourself brings a lot of self-awareness. I'm all about seeking clarity. And Mm -hmm. that was one of the books that I always recommend, um, for people who are feeling a little bit lost or stuck, um, or maybe even disconnected from God. Um, another book, uh, by one of my friends is put your mouth on it. Her name is Renette Upson Bush and, um, put your mouth on it is again, a book that really, brings clarity out to why you're where you are and why you may feel stuck but it also gives you tips on how to go to your next level so she's one of my friends that always talks about taking things to the next level and so put your mouth on it um even though she's my friend and we talk all the time when I read that book it really blessed me it really challenged me to say okay you're doing great but now how do we go to the next level Um, and then as far as business goes Uh, I love Atomic Habits, an amazing book about, you know, changing your habits. I highly recommend that. All my clients have read Atomic Habits. Um, My clients have all read um, Believe Bigger by Marshawn Evans. I think that's an amazing book as well, especially if you're an entrepreneur, um, because sometimes we fall into entrepreneurship and there's a void there. So we don't feel like it's as purposeful. And we, we seek that, we desire purpose. And so that was a great book to help with purpose. And then um, a good business book, The 10X Rule by Grant Cardone. He, I love everything Grant Cardone. Um, but The 10X Rule was really good for me because at, coming from you know education, being a teacher, you know, you're quote unquote nine to five. Um, there was just certain character traits that I didn't possess or I didn't think I possessed that were requirements as an entrepreneur. So the 10 X rule, um, was one of the first business books that I read that really just kind of whipped me into shape. Like it, it made me realize I was not working smart. I wasn't working hard. I wasn't working strategic. And, um, that book really helped me to overcome some of the early on challenges in my business, because it really wasn't about the business. It was me. I just, didn't know how to be um an entrepreneur i didn't know how to be a businesswoman, and so the 10x rule uh got my mind right quick
0: <laughs> okay okay, and I, it's crazy i have that book and i haven't read it so. you gotta
1: get the audiobook listen when it comes to grant cardone
0: mm-hmm. grant
1: cardone the 10x rule and i would even say atomic habits those are two of my favorite books i definitely would say The audiobook because hearing them explain it and and teach you you feel like you're sitting in a room one-on-one with both of them and so atomic habits is amazing it has really helped me you know overcome a lot of poor habits and to create new ones um and then the 10x rule it's literally like sitting with a coach and and they're whipping you into shape um in an amazing way so those two i say definitely audiobooks but Clutter to Clarity, Put Your Mouth on It, The 40 Day Soul Fast. They're all on Amazon
0: as well. Okay. So I just want to make sure I have it right. Clutter to Clarity, 40 Day Soul Fast, Put Your Mouth on It, Atomic Habits, Believe Bigger, and 10X Rule. Yes. I'm adding all of my list now. <laughs> yes.
1: Those are like staples that I feel like after once you go through these books, a lot of, The the heaviness, the confusion, the doubt, the fears—those things will be lifted, and you can move forward with clarity. What I teach all the time: clarity, confidence, and courage—three requirements um, to live a clutter-free life. And those are books that I I go back to those books all the time.
0: Amazing. So, just share with us: um, is there anything coming up in 2020 that we should know about?
1: Yes. So actually the doors to Clutter Free Society are open right now. And that's my online classroom and coaching program where, like I said, we work on mental and emotional mastery. And then Clutter Free Society, um, a lot of those women attend Clutter Free Weekend. But if you're not a member, that's fine. There's lots of women that come out to Clutter Free Weekend. And that's my annual event where we really do the work face to face. It's Mm -hmm. three days of just really digging in and digging deep. And I have experts, guest speakers, we do workshops, panel discussions. And this year, the theme is financially savvy, secure and satisfied. Because Mm -hmm. what I realized in 2019 is almost everybody that I worked with, and a lot of people around me struggled financially. And Mm -hmm. so I think it's time to put a focus on that area and really dig into what's going on. And finding solutions and strategies and and things that we can do to get to a place where we're savvy. We understand money, where we're secure, you know, we're secure in the bag and we're secure to the extent that we can be independent or interdependent when we are in relationships, but not codependent and Mm -hmm. to be satisfied. I think so many women are just financially dissatisfied and they just want to be in a better place financially. So clutter free weekend, 2020, is all things money.
0: I love it. I love it. I have to definitely check that out. I truly, truly, truly appreciate you sharing all of these good information with our Let's Talk Mom to Mom and Mogul Mom family. So just let everyone who's listening know, how can they keep in contact with you?
1: Definitely. So my site is com, and I can be found on all social media sites at hot coaching hot stands for helping others transform so at hot coaching on instagram facebook youtube twitter i'm everywhere
0: (laughs) thank you thank you is there anything else that you kind of want to share with us or anything
1: definitely i would just say you know parting words would be to start your clutter-free journey whether it's with me whether it's with you or just within Start doing that work to declutter your life and to start removing those things that could be hindering you or hurting you or just holding you back from greatness, holding you back from being the best version of yourself. The only way we can live our best life is by being the best version of ourselves. And so if you're willing to do the work to become the best version of yourself, then your best life by default will happen.
0: And there you have it, everyone. Angel, I truly, truly appreciate you sharing this knowledge and information with us. We thank you, and we hope to hear from you again really soon on the podcast.
1: Yes, thank you for having me. I look forward to coming back.
0: And you guys, that is all that we have for this week's episode. You guys have a nice week. Talk to you guys next week.